Hey, Star Wars fans, this is Ro from the ever-imperial, always sunny Scarif podcast. Recently, it's come to our attention that there's been a security leak here on Scarif Station. I call on all our Imperial agents to be vigilant and to scan the holonet for news and rebel rumblings. I call upon you to access the Jedi Temple Archives podcast for the latest in Star Wars news. Again, this is Ro from the Scarif Podcast, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Welcome to episode 33 of the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Only members of the Jedi Council are allowed access. Guarding the holocrons is one of the most important duties a Jedi can be given. Do you think you're up to the task? to another episode of the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. I'm your host, Rob, and we are recording this episode on Tuesday, November 5th, 2019. Uh, I wanted to start off this week's episode with a shout-out to one of our listeners and followers out on Twitter, uh, Anthony Welling, who won our October monthly giveaway of a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge travel tumbler. Uh, Anthony is a big supporter and listener of many Star Wars podcasts, and that is always uh, very much appreciated by those of us who put these shows together. Uh, I know that he would probably say that, uh, you know, he's just one of a large group of people in that Star Wars community. Uh, but certainly those of us who create this Star Wars content appreciate listeners like Anthony. Uh, so very well deserved for him and congratulations. All right, for this week's show, we have a special guest on the podcast, Todd Hoffman from WSTR Media Galactic Public Access Podcast. And uh, he is a Chicago native. Are you native of Chicago? Or are you just living there? Uh, how do you define native? Uh, well, uh, have you been living there, I guess, long term? I guess I, I've been there for quite some time. Very so yeah, good. So very sorry. good. Very good. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, probably bears noting that uh, Todd is going to be one of the one of the guys that is going to be at the live podcast event that was organized uh, between WSTR Media and Scarif Podcast. It's taking place in Chicago at Alley Cat Comics uh, on November 17th. So if you are in the Chicagoland area and interested in coming out to a live podcast event, we will be posting a lot of information about that out on social media. Definitely stop by, check it out. It should be a good time. I know Roe has got quite a bit of uh, stuff to give away, and uh, there's definitely going to be some fun guests, including uh, Yoshi Vu, who he had had on uh, as a uh, special effects artist from... Uh, Industrial Light and Magic, uh, he had had on his podcast and he's going to be there in person. So that's going to be kind of a cool, um, you know, meet and greet for anyone who shows up at that event. So, uh, Todd, what we're here to talk about tonight is the 501st. Uh, actually, Roe had uh, kind of pinged you on, I believe it was Twitter, 
Uh, I was looking to set up a, an interview with someone in the 501st so we could kind of talk about that organization and the work that they do uh, for charity. And uh, he had, you know, thrown your name out there and you immediately jumped in and said that you'd be willing to do the interview. So thank you so much for coming on the show. You're so welcome, Rob. Yeah. Happy, happy to, to be on the, the podcast. Thank you. Terrific. Yeah. And uh, so how long have you been in the 501st? So I've only been in the 501st since November of 2016. So only a get, getting on three years here. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, that's when I officially joined. Terrific. Yeah. And so for those of you out there who don't know much about the 501st, it is a, a fan costuming organization that does a lot of charity work. Uh, they are not officially sanctioned by uh, Lucasfilm, although they have been kind of granted uh, been uh, granted a backstory by Lucasfilm and been incorporated into canon in many ways, uh, which is kind of a cool nod, primarily because of how professional they are and the work that they do in the community. Uh, and so, Todd, as as a member of the 501st, I'm guessing that you do uh, some trooping out there for some of these charity events. Yes, exactly. So uh, for layman's terms, that, that's what we kind of do. What we call events is kind of what we troop. And uh, so, yeah, it's strictly, um, it's strictly volunteer. It's, it's not, not for any kind of money or anything like that. It's a volunteer thing. And although we're not officially uh, associated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney, um, there's a very tight connection there because we are using Lucasfilm props you know so we have to kind of abide by some of you know some company standards if you will uh just to make sure that we are not um doing anything inappropriate or anything like that so but it's all volunteer and it's a wonderful organization yeah i can speak to that firsthand uh when i got married to my current wife back in 2016 we got married down at uh Walt Disney World. It was not in front of the castle. There was no carriages involved, but uh, one of the surprises we had for our guests was a meet and greet with some 501st characters from the Mikazi squad down there in the nice. Orlando area. So uh, nobody knew. We were kind of taking them into the conference center. They assumed they were going to uh, you know some sort of a standard buffet, and they walk <laughs> in the room, and we've got Vader and a stormtrooper and Boba Fett there. Vader was a little displeased. We got in there a few minutes early, and I was taller than he was, so uh, oh, <laughs> he said, that's yeah. not good good uh, <laughs> next thing i knew i was down on my knees with my hand behind my head and <clears throat> there was photos being taken of my capture so right uh, right there you go but i can speak firsthand of the fact that there is certainly a lot of uh, a lot of the red tape that has to be gone through especially to have the 501st you know kind of do an event on disney property and uh it speaks to the fact that you know lucasfilm and, and disney are very careful about who is representing their brand and uh it's certainly a, a testament to the 501st that you guys have been around since i believe it was 1997 that Alvin Johnson had founded the organization uh, and you know as you mentioned now we've got 501st members that are showing up uh, on set for the Mandalorian at this point yeah yeah that's that was a crazy little nugget yeah yeah I actually uh, had reached out to one of the guys who had posted a, a photo uh, kind of on the set there and uh, his name is Mark Edwards we're gonna try to get him on uh, after the first of the year and talk a little bit about how that whole event went so awesome yeah, yeah. stay stay tuned that looked like a, yeah. a once in a lifetime event for a lot of these guys and uh, but again you guys are out there doing this charity work you're not taking any money for it it's it's purely for the joy of uh, you know being part of the Star Wars universe yes correct yeah I mean uh, like you said uh, it started with Alvin Johnson back in 97 I think right 
right around the the auditions or shortly thereafter um that's when they kind of got together um now there's over 13,000 active members um like anything uh if you're into collecting or tattoos once you get one it kind of gets addicting and so even though it's 13,000 members there's a lot of people have multiple costumes you know um it's kind of and uh you know there's garrisons or outposts if we like so the garrison is just kind of like a regional territory uh and similar to kind of like a military thing but there there's over 60 co- countries that are involved and um yeah it's and i'm part of the midwest garrison which is at when it first started it was the midwest so it was like kind of wisconsin michigan indiana illinois um and uh but now midwest garrison is just strictly illinois and we have over 200 members uh in, in that garrison yeah that's a pretty substantial uh, group of guys and i'm i'm guessing star wars celebration being held in chicago this past year was probably a big deal for a lot of the uh, members of the 501st there yeah so what happened there um and it was kind of a first for everything is that there's there's two other sister kind of organizations so there's the rebel legion which are the good guys and then you have the mando mercs uh the mandalorian uh, mercenaries and so mandos are just any really there's it's kind of the mando armor but it's very customizable um so it's very loose but everyone kind of develops their own character and backstory which is great. Um, and they were heavily represented, uh, you know, in Chicago as well. And they had, uh, they called them out even in the Mandalorian panel, they sat all sat together and had their helmets and, uh, it was very cool, you know, so Dave Filoni and, uh, you know, um, uh, John Favreau kind of recognized them, you know, during the panel, which was awesome. But so we kind of all came together, you know, uh, the, in, kind of our, our the midwest garrison was a big part of getting that all coordinated for um the chicago event so it's it's a very big undertaking but yeah, yeah we were super excited when it was in our backyard you know? <laughs> yeah i mean it shows the kind of pull you guys have to be able to pull that event i know normally it kind of rotates back and forth between anaheim and uh and orlando so to, to pull it into the chicago area was a big deal i i screamed yes i was very happy <laughs> I think uh, it was probably right up there with the the people that were screaming when it was announced that they were going to turn around and do another one next year right out in Anaheim. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. normally it's Wait, two years, soon. right? <laughs> have you been to Celebrations? I have not, actually. Um, and okay. that's kind of one of the, the giant gaps in my life is I definitely need to attend a Star Wars are, Celebration. Yeah, like, are you a Star Wars fan or what? Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I was kind of, I was pointing out on social media a little while ago that, um, and I think I mentioned it on the show last week, but uh-huh. uh, I kind of had some things going on in my personal life for a number yeah. of years there that, that interfered with me able being able to really embrace uh, my fandom, but I've always been in touch with Star Wars Universe and done a lot you of know, reading. I, yeah, I, I don't care if you got one action figure right. or a thousand action figures right. or one t-shirt or no t-shirts. It, you know, you're yeah. a fan, you're a fan. Yeah. You know? And I can tell yeah. you, I mean, this is obviously a podcast. Not everyone can see what I'm seeing on the screen. Uh, right. Todd has got an impressive array of action figures uh, in the case behind him. So very, uh, very cool to see all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I've always been a Star Wars fan and uh, I can honestly say like join the 501st has been probably the most rewarding experience. Um Uh, being a Star Wars fan, I think, you know, there's different levels, you know, we just kind of talked about, there's different levels, you know, like, oh, I like Star Wars. Oh, okay. 
Um, but I was always kind of known, I'm using air quotes here, like the, the Star Wars guy, you know? Right. And it just kind of, it's a sickness. It just like kind of perpetually got uh, bigger and bigger. So it kind of, you know, started with collecting when I was in college and um, I was collecting pretty heavy when the Power of the Force kind of came out, uh, oh, yeah. for, Power of the Force 2, right around, it was right around the 97 special edition release. And uh, yeah, so I started collecting, got really, really deep into that. <laughs> and then um, slowly uh, kind of moved on to other things. But um, I, I could say, you know, uh, without a shadow of doubt, like I feel from a, joining the 501st has been very rewarding. And um, it's just been a fun experience to, participate in you know different events uh different charities um and really kind of give it back to the community you know so um it's one of those things that you kind of have to experience to <laughs> to you know like either on, on both sides like being being part of the file first or experiencing an event where the file force are present um are equally gratifying you know and uh i think that's kind of where that that passion was uh kind of it hit me was um i went to celebration two in 2002 for attack of the clones Mm -hmm. and it was in indianapolis and so that was my first exposure to a there's other star wars fans out there that (laughs) are as geeky as me you know and And uh, a couple of them was like uh i think it was it was one of the days waiting in line to get in and they were doing their group photo and I'm like, who are these people and why are they dressed up as stormtroopers? And I, I need to be that. I need to, I need to have that, you know? Um, and that's kind of where that seed was planted. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was, I, I was like, "Ah, I got to do this, but (laughs) just wasn't something in the cards, you know, for quite some time. And finally after, um, you know, seeing at multiple comic cons and all, you know, some of the local events here in Chicago, I was just like, every time I saw him, I was starting to ask questions. I was just starting to ask questions, questions. And finally I'm like, I, I got to do this. So (laughs) that, that's kind of where, you know, that, that's where it happens. And I see the wedding band. So you've clearly uh, married the right person, someone who's willing to uh, kind of uh, go along with your, your obsession, your passion, whatever. Yeah. So my, my wife, Jen, uh, we've been married uh, 18 years. And so I, I, here's a funny story. We met on a blind date. Okay. And um, after a couple dates, you know, finally kind of meet the family and stuff like that. And uh, she comes over and she's, and I'm like, sand in this cabinet i'm shellac and she's like oh you're you're doing this for your you know your parents i'm like it is for my star wars figures um <laughs> that are all downstairs and i ran out of room and so <laughs> this is a custom cabinet for my action figures right. <laughs> and she she stayed yeah. she stayed yeah. so um i i knew that that she was the one for me yeah, and you so, got a good one there yeah, so she <laughs> she tolerates it, and I think that's you know fast forwarding to today. I think that's been also very rewarding. I have three kids, and um, ha- going to these events and um, allowing them to kind of participate behind the scenes, yeah. as well as participate while we're out, um, has been also just like kind of that Star Wars family experience. Yeah. 
um, you know, and I get to take them with them and, it, and it's, it's a very cool experience to, to have that, you know, and my youngest son who's six is like, dad, when am I going to get my armor? I'm like, you're going to be growing. So <laughs> maybe, maybe we should do like a Java or something. It, you know? And it bears <laughs> noting that there are members of the five Oh first out there who will build custom armor for their children, which I have always thought, you know, they, they've got to grow out of it so fast yeah, and no, that I'm amount of effort. Like, uh, we, we have uh, one gentleman in our, uh, he has three boys and he's passed down the, <laughs> the armor to each kid. And uh, yeah, it's, um, they do grow out of so fast. So right. I'm like, I don't know, but um, I, I think the, with 3d printing though, that has really taken off and you True. can see that a lot in just in um, not only cosplay, but just in the 501st as well. It's just, you know, some of these guys got, you know, three to six prayers going. And uh, in fact, uh, this guy, Kevin in our, in our Legion, he, in our Harrison, he, 3D printed uh, like a 3PO wow. for C2E2, which is a uh, kind of a larger comic book uh, convention by, right. by us in Chicago, and it was amazing. We're like, yeah. it was a, it was like kind of like almost like triple zero. Is it just a, a black D3PO that he 3D printed the whole thing? Yeah, and we put it on for the first time in C2E2, and it was just like, yep. This is amazing. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> how is this possible? You know, but. And yeah, and the reference that uh, that Todd just made actually is uh, it ties right back into some of the previews that we got for the Rise of Skywalker with Freepia with the red eyes. A lot of people thought yeah. that was triple zero. <laughs> triple zero, exactly. Right. So yeah. it's a three PO yeah. model that had a uh, special programming. He was basically an assassin droid. So. Exactly. Uh, very cool. Very cool yeah. reference there. But yeah, I mean, uh, so what what uh, costumes are you approved with for the 501st? Well, I I'm only have one, Rob. So uh, I am a TK, a New Hope uh, hero stormtrooper. So gotcha. there's if you're not aware, there's two different versions yep. of a TK and a New Hope. There's a stunt version and a hero version. And I have the hero version. So, very nice. Yeah. So. Uh, I was always enamored by the stormtrooper and the way it's designed and looked. And uh, like I said, uh, when I saw a bunch of them lined up, I'm like, I need this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it, it's, it's something I, I think, I think if I, you know, if we're going through tips, I think the first tip is you want to pick if you're, if you're serious about thinking about doing it, the first thing is you want to pick, what you love you right. know so if it's if it's a design or a particular trooper or a particular bad guy um you know bounty hunter and even you know again like even if it's rebel legion or something like that if it's right. something you're you know you want to be a rebel pilot or something like that it's you have to pick something that you love you know um and i, I think that's the first step and quite honestly there's quite a few just like um action figures there's quite a few different versions right. out there and so the you know the first step is really just going you can go to fivefirst.com and um you can look at we, we it's called uh you know the cool people call it the crl but right. that all that means is the costume reference library yep. and so if you go to fivefirst.com you click on costuming and then you, it's like costume reference library. You click on that and that will take you into a deep, dark hole where, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so what it is, is, 
you know, um, they're, these are officially sanctioned, approved file first costumes. And it kind of gives you like, okay, these are things you need to, to make it happen. So it's like a visual guide as far as like, um, it, you know, a visual guide of what you want to do. And each one has, um, you know, kind of, uh, so for new hope or for stormtroopers it's TK, but like bounty hunters, it's like, uh, it's called a BH. Right. And then, you know, there's like a Sith Lord, which is SL, you know, so there's all yeah. these like kind of designations that kind of fall under, um, each of the different kind of character class, you know, so like, um, and so that, that could tell there's all these different variations for each of those kind of you, if you want to lack of a better term, like generic characters. So like an Imperial officer, there's right. quite a few different Imperial officers <laughs> they can go for, you know, um, and, and you know, those kind of things. So like, you know, uh, a clone trooper, uh, there is seriously a lot of different clone troopers yes. that you choose from. So, yes, it, you know, again, you just have to kind of, pick what you want to do and then and then kind of start referencing that is is like okay this is kind of where i want to land and i would say that that would be my first tip yeah i actually had done some digging into uh you know the best way to get involved with the 501st it's one of the things that's definitely on my bucket list is to uh to make headway and uh, becoming part of that organization. Yeah. Of, yeah. Well, like I mentioned, uh, as we were kind of talking earlier about the fact that, uh, you know, we had the 501st at our wedding and uh, Vader was not pleased that I was taller than him. <laughs> I've had a few people who were like, oh, you should try the Vader costume. But uh, yeah. it does bear noting that, for, you know, as, as Todd said, there is the entire reference library out there on 501st.com. And for each costume, there are various tiers or levels that you can achieve. So you only have yes. to hit, you know, the first tier to actually be accepted into the 501st if you meet the requirements but uh, i would imagine a lot of the members you know they'll hit that minimum requirement and then kind of keep progressing that uh that cosplay or that costume right it's not you know it's not terribly complex um but sometimes people make it (laughs) it's just you know you have to kind of meet the standard regulations you want it to be film accurate so you're not going to get this on ebay you're not going to get this you know i think that's the other thing that is especially now with the internet it's very it's very easy to get to it as as more it's not this kind of hidden handshake you know i got a guy that knows a guy that has this guy that has original <laughs> molds from you know <laughs> from a new hope England, or, yeah. and yeah. you have to you know you have to pay this fee to get him shipped over here you know it's right it's a lot more simple there than that but i would stay away from ebay or anything like that you, you know you the second tip really for me is just like, you have to find an event that they're at Yes. and seriously just ask questions. Cause usually what happens in most of these events is you have people dressed up and then you have like, uh, usually there's at least a handler, which is helping the costume people. But then there's usually somebody there that is there just to help with questions because people are curious and people want to take pictures and all that. But some of us nerds that want to get involved, you know, um, just want to start asking questions. And usually there's always somebody there to, to kind of help. Yeah. With and that, and thank God for nerds because without them, we would not have podcasts and uh, <laughs> right. be able to sit there and throw this stuff onto the ether right. and actually exactly. have people listen. Exactly. 
Right. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. I'm kind of curious. Uh, so, you know, as I said, I've kind of dug into this a little bit. And, and yeah. one of the things that I, one of the pieces of advice that I was given was, you know, start with a, a simple costume, you know, maybe an Imperial officer or something that doesn't really take a lot of time or effort to put together. And then once you get in, you have access to the uh, 501st forums where you can actually get that help in building your stormtrooper armor or whatever your ultimate goal is. But, um, you know, it sounds like you were able to go ahead and, and just go straight to the, you know, the the cosplay or the costume that you wanted to go for. Well, yeah, there's, there, I mean, there were some steps. So, um, you know, I finally, finally did it and uh, ordered my, my TK. And so when it, when it got, you know, Usually, if you're doing kind of an armored thing, it just it's not all put together. You know, you kind of have to put it together, and um, you know, TK for 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 stormtrooper, it, it's true they can't really see. You can't really see, and some of these costumes that that's the the thing. Like if you're not into wearing a mask, then maybe you want to do Imperial officer. Um, some of the costumes both on the rebel legion and uh, kind of the five first are like you like base costumes you kind of build up you know sure. so uh like you said like imperial officer or um an imperial cadet which is basically a jumpsuit with a hat and then you can get the tie fighter pilot added to it or you know there's certain kind of base costumes that are a little bit more simpler and then you can kind of move up but like uh for me like a tk um can't really move in it too well it's not right like run <laughs> sitting um, down so is not a big, sitting, is a sitting big down, thing either right? i was like okay you can't do you know rogue one the guy's like kind of sitting down i'm like okay right <laughs> i don't know how that's possible but that's okay right um but you know like for me you know it's it, it just kind of shows like how cool the the um star wars community is and how cool the final first members are because um i got to a point in my tk where you kind of, you know, it's a bunch, it's like a mold and you kind of trim all these pieces and you have to sand to do all this kind of stuff. And I mean, it's pretty involved. Sure. Um, uh, even though it was somewhat part, partially assembled, but still have to kind of do that stuff. And then it gets to gluing part. So uh, for anyone that's not really familiar, like it's, it's really just halves, you know, like you have a half of a bicep and then the back half and you kind of glue it together and lay the strip down. And I mean, it's all kind of, looks really nice but like when you're doing it, it's like wait how does this all kind of you know it's kind of like a lego set and like right. i don't know if this how this piece works and so i got scared man i yeah. just like i got to a point where i got everything trimmed everything ready to go i'm ready to lay down glue and i'm like ooh, this is kind of permanent and i just i had a pause for a second because i was like i just want to do it right because this is like i'm kind of you know Right. Spent a lot of money. Right. Make sure I do it right. And uh, so I was at an event. I was at an event, a uh, local baseball game. And uh, me and my son, Trent, were taking pictures. And one of the final first guys noticed my tattoos because I also have stat Star Wars tattoos mm -hmm. because, you know, when you're a Star Wars fan. You know. Right. So he's like, oh, dude, love your ink. You should get one of these. And I'm like, I got one. And he's <laughs> like, why aren't you trooping? And I was like, I'm, I, I'm at the glue point. And he's like, so we, we kind of talked a little bit. And then later during the baseball game, he came by. He's like, hey, here's my face. You know, hit me up on Facebook. Uh, we'll get it done. Nice. So I went to this guy's house. Didn't even know him, you know, from Adam. And uh, his name was Mike. And, and you know, so uh, he just showed me how to do it, like, one little thing. And that's all I needed. Like, that was, like, the confidence I needed. Like, oh, I could do this, you know. And so kind of showed me how it all works out and, then he came out. He came over a couple of times to to kind of help me 
laid, you know, finish some stuff. So, you know, it, that's where I'm saying, like, once you kind of make those connections with your local garrison and that's where you can benefit for people that have done it before. It's yeah. just like anything else, like yeah. experience. Like if you're a total noob and you don't know what you're doing, you want to ruin something that you're investing money into. So um, partnering with other people and the other thing that a lot of times, you know, our garrison does it. A lot of other garrisons do it. It's like have build parties, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like a bunch of guys and girls in a garage trying to sand and grind it and trying to figure out how these, you know, how they glue in and kind of figure out, how, how these all work and people with experience that have done multiple costumes can provide that insight that yeah. to make it fit comfortably and, you know, kind of make you able to move in that kind of thing. Yeah. And it, I mean, that just goes to the fact that it really is a community. And, and as you pointed out, there are the, the uh, sister organizations, both the rebel Legion and the Mando Mercs that are very yeah. much the same way in terms of they, you know, they're very supportive of people who want to join that community uh, and go through the process. And, and I think, you know, the process is a big part of it. So, uh, yes. yeah, the, if you're going to be out there uh, trooping potentially in the heat and, you know, certainly uh, what must be uncomfortable conditions at times. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like, it's like anything else. It's like, you know, I'm going to sweat for Star Wars and, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, that's the one thing you, you, you understand very quickly. You're like, Oh, this, ABS plastic does not breathe, you know, and um, I guess I should put some fans here or, you know, or something like that. And, uh, you know, we have a couple guys that um, the the, the same gentleman, Mike, he, he's a, he's a Kersantan. And if you don't know who Kersantan is, he's a Wookiee bounty hunter. And Mm -hmm. so because he's a Wookiee bounty hunter, he's on the 501st. And so that thing doesn't breathe. It's like, you know, it's like yak wool and, uh, you know, and so with the Wooks and stuff, it, it you know, they can only be out there for a couple, couple, yeah. out, you know, like an hour, and then they have to take a break. And you know, where some costumes, like an Imperial officer, you're just, yeah, you're you're good. You yeah. know, it's, it's, <laughs> you know, but uh, some of those costumes, it is it is difficult, and you have to kind of take breaks, and you know. Stay high I don't even I don't even understand how the the guys that are down there uh, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge down in Orlando, yeah, uh, in the full gear uh, yeah. can handle it even for the short periods that well, they're outside. But well, the, yeah, and the first the way the first order, you know, once once you kind of look at the costumes and what they are, like our first order doesn't really breathe too much because it's all kind of it's all very it's very you know uh, yeah. all put together yes. you know it's like and where a tk has a little bit more flexibility and i uh, can fit multiple sizes but like the the, the first order is kind of more contained it's more like a sock you right, know right. it's like sucked <laughs> in and uh you can't really breathe so i know they do they're not that out there that long they're probably half an hour shifts so yeah. they're you know, kind of rotating in and out. So. I can't imagine it's any longer than that. So, um, yeah. you know, what advice would you give to the listeners in terms of, you know, if they wanted to engage the 501st for an event, how would they go about doing that? Yeah. So I, I really, you know, first of all, like I said, kind of uh, figure out what you want, go to the, the 501st, do that. But then I really, you know, it, look at what's, um, you know, look at the, like the local Facebook page, a lot of them have local Facebook page and say, Hey, these are events we're going to be at, um, you know, or their posts like, Hey, this week, um, this is what's going on and go to events. And then, like I said, just kind of act with the folks and try to figure out what's the best way to do it. And, you know, it's all about research, you know, it's all about kind of figuring out what you want to do. And then, 
once you get the material, then it's just a matter of, you know, again, trying to figure out what the best way to do it. And, you know, again, depending on what you pick, there's, you know, there's simple builds and there's somewhat complex builds and, you know, um, but if you're in, you know, cause like I'm not very crafty. Uh, <laughs> and so I barely got by, but you know, cause it's like, you know, some people are, you know, very crafty and they right. want to, do, you know they want they want to do all this leather work or you know whatever that oh painting. i've seen the cosplayers before yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you know it's just like anybody else it's like as you know or um another thing that is pretty prevalent in the community too is like commissioning work meaning yes. like you have a 501st member like there's you know a couple seamstress that all they do is like imperial hats. Like mm-hmm. they're the best, you know? And so like you, once you find that contact, then you would have somebody basically make that for you. Right. Um, that would fit the regulations that the file first is asking. So, yeah. it, you know, that's another option, you know, and again, it's all about budget and cost and, you know, True. what, what fits into that. And obviously your, your body type too. So yes. if you're, a larger man or, or a larger woman, you know, some of those things you, you can't, honestly, it's just not built for that. And so you have to kind of figure out, okay, based on my body type, what is that? How do, how do I fit? You know, cause like, you know, like you look at Anthony Daniels and it's like C-3PO, <laughs> that dude was a bean pole and fit in this, like, you know, so a C-3PO person for, you know, C-3PO outfit is not meant for a larger person. Right. And, um, you know, especially like, even like a TK where, these are molded pieces that are together it's like it only fits unfortunately certain body types so you might want to go for more of something that will fit your body and you're comfortable about because you don't want to be like too restricted yeah you know so it's not avengers end game you don't you don't get to have fat thor (laughs) (laughs) right in some of these star wars costumes exactly (laughs) exactly so yeah i mean it's just it, it depends on you know again what you want to do and and what that looks like but uh, there's advantages and disadvantages for anything you pick. So right. you're like, oh, I love this. This looks so cool. Yeah, this is a pain <laughs> in the butt to put together. And, exactly. You know, or it, it might look cool, or um, it could be like super simple. You're like, oh, that's a great, that's a great simple build. You know? Yeah, so, I went through and looked at some of the specs for the Vader Vader costume, and there's so much to that. It's uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the people right. who have done it uh, have spent uh, long periods of time kind of building that up over yeah. time. Yeah, I, exactly. I will say that, that's the other thing like how quickly do you want to you know like how quickly you want to do it and there's there's so many groups out there now and i think that's what I, you know like i said earlier the internet has really opened up a lot of people that do this uh, uh you know yes. and they're they're established companies and they're good work and you get good pulls on the on the the, the molds and stuff like that where it's good quality stuff right. and uh and and that's that's kind of where you want to go and that it's it's definitely evolved and like i said earlier too with 3d printing you could do some amazing stuff with 3d printing as well yeah. so and I, I think your point about the fact that you really want to start with making those connections is well taken uh, i know you mentioned yeah. you know don't go out and buy stuff off amazon no, I, I know right. that right. Adult, adult size, full, you know like adult size star wars costume yeah i mean again that's great for your halloween party and sure. that's great for doing doing that but if you really are serious about the fiber first you don't want to even invest you know some people can say oh this is like a premium star wars and you drop a thousand dollars and it's not even approved so that's where it's like it just it helps to get a sounding board somebody that is in it it's like 
yeah, that's a great site. Or <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. That yeah. that one is awful. Yeah, you know, I know. I mean, there's people that think that oh, it's it's a Rubies. It's supposed to be movie uh, movie specific. <laughs> right. No, those never <laughs> work. Um, and even companies like Anovos who make some very uh, you know, supposedly screen accurate. My understanding is that even if you were to go out and, and that's one of those places where you're going to potentially lay out the the larger amount of money, yeah. um, even that you're potentially going to have to make modifications to in order to meet the five over specs because they're... yeah. So that's that's who I went. I have an Anovos kit. Okay. So that's that's who I went with. Um, but there's so many other companies out there that you could look. But yeah, I mean, even with those, I mean, there's always going to be some kind of tweaks that you sure. need to do that and so once you do all that you kind of build those connections um you know it, it is a relatively simple process as far as um you know then you take pictures and then uh your local garrison member there's people that basically approve it they get sent to the the bigger 501st legion and then you get your number and so the cool thing about that is like i said every kind of class has their designation and yep. then you 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 have the ability to kind of pick your own number, yeah. uh, usually a five digit number, and then um, then if no one else is taking it, then it's yours. And then the the cool thing is then basically if you do um, expand off and you know hey I was a stormtrooper and I want to be a pure officer, um, all that changes is the 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 two letters in front of it and your number stays the same. So, That's very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Terrific. And then you can trip a troop. And then that I think to me is the most rewarding thing. And just having that experience interacting with, you know, fans and um, that that's where the real joy comes in, you know, as far as um, being that storm, you know, being that whatever uh, to, to that kid and even to that adult right. uh, it makes it, makes it all, all the while and kind of opens up opportunities too, just because, you kind of have an insight as far as like, oh, I get to go to this event and, you know, uh, be able to kind of see some of the behind the scenes stuff and, yeah. you know, and participate. Yeah. And I can speak firsthand of the fact that, you know, the guys that are doing this are true fans of Star Wars. I had uh, three Saber Forge lightsabers that I brought to the meet and greet uh, just so that the kids would have something to hold while they were taking pictures with sure. the characters. And yeah. the, you know, the characters that we had there were kind of swapping their blasters for the lightsabers and checking them out and stuff. So, uh, you know, they're very much into, they're interested in, in the type of uh, stuff that you're carrying around as well. So uh, there's a love for Star Wars. That's clearly why you guys get into this stuff in the first place. And um, the, the other thing I will point out is when you uh, do set up the event uh, with the 501st, you know, they'll tell you what you need to have on site at the, whatever the event location is, ice, water, uh, someplace for them to securely change and, you know, store their gear where it's not going to be just kind of laying out where people can go rifling through it. Um, so that stuff is all taken care of when you engage them for a potential event. Yes, exactly. Yeah, need water because we sweat. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, as you pointed out, I mean, a lot of the uh, costumes are not terribly breathable. So. Yeah, no, it's like... Yeah. Uh, who designed these? Things? Yeah, nothing ruins the event uh, quicker than someone passing out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there goes Chewbacca. He's <laughs> <Right>. down. <laughs> right. We have a Wookiee right. down. You don't want to dramatic, you know, like have a traumatic experience for like a kid right. or something <laughs> like that. But you know, it, it, it is. It, it's kind of a band of brothers, band of sisters. You know, once you kind of get into the club, and you know, again, um, it. 
I, you know, somebody said this a long time ago, you are, you are, you consume, you know, so there's so many different avenues with Star Wars and your fandom and you can express that in so many different ways. And this is just another avenue, you know, and the 501st can be, you know, you can go, you mentioned this earlier, you can go to this like centurion level, which is like the elite of the elite levels and, and be like the most extreme accurate person, or you could just get by and still be, rolling around and having fun and high fiving the kids and it still allows you to have that access. So yep. it, you know, it, 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 you can go all in um, or you can start small and kind of work your way up and, yep. you know, and, and it's, there, there's all these offshoots, you know, right. there's the droid builders and, you know, it's just like so many different avenues with star Wars, the star Wars community and the star Wars build community. It's, it's, it's crazy, yeah. you know, I'm looking forward. We're going to the uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con next week, and it's going to be my nice. first my first uh, con taking my son. So uh-huh. he's he's definitely going to be into checking out the 501st uh, yeah. area over there, and you know they're going to have the droid builders there as well, uh, and a couple of guests that are going to be Star Wars related. So really looking cool. forward to seeing them. But uh, yeah, I mean that that's part of the. I- I think that's, you know, those kind of larger events, that's where it's a lot of fun because you get a good mix of people that, you know, have all kinds of different costumes. And exactly. Then, uh, most of the 501st, too, if, if you've never been to an event, we usually have kind of like a backdrops, you know, a yes. couple of backdrops for photo ops and that kind of thing. So you can kind of play, play around with that and, you know, be your own action figure and that kind of thing. So we yeah. try to have some backdrops and, you know, and make sure that you, you have a fun experience, you know, um, right. as, as you're going to those events yeah it goes back to what we talked about earlier with the fact that it really is a brotherhood i know that when uh, you guys put those together uh that you guys generally will get a group of people together and kind of build them together so uh and if you've ever yeah, been to an so, event and seen them they're yeah, incredible yeah um so celebration chicago okay yeah. like they had prop builders from all the different garrisons there you know and uh, i'm sure you saw it on, you yeah. know a full-blown x-wing and yes just like <laughs> and then a legit tie fighter to right. scale and you're like okay right and then i i didn't unfortunately i didn't wasn't able to get a photo app with this but um somebody recreated like the interior of the falcon in multiple different parts and you're just like yeah. it was just amazing right. you know just it, it's just amazing and then um you know uh everyone like we had a detention block and you know, an E-Web, which is like the Snowtrooper yes. big cannon. And yep, the tripod speeder, mounted. You know, yeah. somebody built a speeder bike with the Endor bunker. And, you know, like, <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. You know, like, one of my fun experiences, we have this huge event. Uh, it's called, uh, I, I live in, uh, in a suburb of Chicago, but it's called Joliet Library Day. And yeah. it just encourages kids to go to the library. And, and it's our biggest, for the Midwest Garrison, it's one of our biggest events. And two years ago um we had the opportunity somebody some guy from i think he's from missouri i'm not really sure i i my my facts are not straight but he (laughs) built the rogue one tank and so the rogue one tank that was at celebration uh two years prior i get to walk right next to it in the parade wow and then some guy one of the guys in garrison got a picture of it and photoshopped it and it looks like we're in Jeddah. wow and i'm just like that's on a card for life. And I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> right. And I, I was at stormtrooper right next to, you know, right next to right. the tank. And it's like, um, it, I'm not gonna lie. It's like, it's such a cool, you know, uh, thing where you have your buddy who's, 
who's a tank commander is literally in that tank <laughs> and you get to drive around and you're just like this is like right coolest thing this is your frozen moment in time this is what <laughs> right. all the work went into right. and it's like, what, the total what payoff going on? Yeah, yeah what is going on <laughs> so um it was just it's it you know those are kind of things where you know somebody's dedicated um and it's to do something like that and build these kind of props and uh it's just a fun experience to to kind of be part of that you know sure Yep. And it's, and it just, I mean, it, it goes to, it goes back to the, the depth of fandom that the guys who take part in these organizations have, uh, and you know, the respect they have for the, the people who were part of creating these original star Wars films and had to do it from scratch. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's a way to connect with, with that yeah, whole legacy I, of Star yeah, Wars. I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it goes from big to small. So you know, you could you could do that birthday party for that kid that's a Star Wars fan to these larger Comic Con events. But you know, uh, I haven't had the opportunity yet to do a hospital troop. But oh. those are other things where you know, it, it gives kids hope that you know are sick or you know, not in a good situation, and we get to go to these hospitals and and help kind of bring a little smile to those guys' faces, and it's just it's super rewarding. And um, you know, it's just it's a great great way to kind of give back to the community you know and uh i I think that's that's kind of what it's all about you know it's just uh promoting and you know not promoting the the brand of star wars but really just the community and giving back and i think that's where uh, i really love that part of it and that's what i'm saying it's like it's a very rewarding thing to once you're in and you you know yes it's fun yes i get to dress up but now it's a, an ability to kind of give back and, and have that fun interaction, you know, yeah. and, and make that person, you know, whatever, big or small, you know, make that person smile and, and have that interaction. Yeah. You know? And I totally get it. I mean, it does look like a lot of fun, but certainly there's a lot of uh, work and a lot of sacrifice that goes yes. into being a part of these types of organizations. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's a reason that they say, you know, the motto was bad guys doing good. Right. So, yes, exactly. uh, you know, exactly. it, there's, there's uh, a lot of glamor to the idea of being part of the 501st, but there's a lot of work and there's a lot of sacrifice and there's a lot of uh, time and, and dedication that goes into this. So certainly props to you guys for getting out there and doing right, that type right. of work. And yeah, it's just like, um, and like I said, I mean, you're just sweating. You're just right. like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we doing? You know, like, oh, we're sweating profusely. It's for uh, the riches know. and glory. Yeah, right. Well, um, if you know, another good thing I would, if you're really kind of interested, um, if you Star Wars Blu-ray, yep. there is, you know, some bonus content there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, George Lucas was the Grand Marshal or whatever for right. the Rose Bowl. Um, and so a bunch of the five first were there and it gives you really kind of cool insight. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they had like a couple of days to figure out how they're going to march and right. actually look like a military kind of group. <laughs> right. And, uh, it's very, very interesting. So that if you, you haven't delved into some of the extras and the, the Star Wars Blu-ray, you can kind of see that. And, yeah. you know, there was a couple of times where they, they take off, we call it buckets. So you take off your bucket, yep. take off your helmet, and it's just like sweat. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like coming out. And you're like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> there's, 
this is the glitz and glamour of the job, yeah, right? There's not a lot of glamour yeah. to that, you know. No, and but. it goes it goes really to the fact that George Lucas has always been incredibly defensive of Star Wars and the brand and and the fact that these organizations have been allowed to exist and and flourish in a lot of ways. Uh, is a testament to the way that they that they conduct themselves and the fact that it is in keeping with uh, you know what George Lucas and Lucasfilm and now Disney um, are expect yeah, there, from that type. There's there's not too much we can't do, but it's kind of like the same thing. Like you don't you don't want to have a bunch of Star Wars folks like buy some kind of sign, you know that you know it's like you right. want to. It's not about publicity. It's more or less about just you know being being you know uh not only a fan but also of star wars you don't want to be like i'm just selling myself out let quote unquote like just for whatever organization and so but they have like you know exam you know like for example like um something like triple force friday right which was recently like they kind of release that and say okay yes you can go to your local target store and troop there or something like that or there might be something like free comic book day right which is a big event for so you can go to a little comic book store and troop out there so there are some kind of restrictions but most of it it it's pretty it's you know it, it it's almost kind of common sense like oh yeah that makes sense i shouldn't yeah. <laughs> be like standing soliciting for you know like the local subway yeah. when it's like no you can't you can't do that yeah you're but, an ambassador for their brand and you right, have to exactly, conduct yourself exactly, accordingly right right Terrific. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and talking the 501st. Um, certainly for anyone who's interested in engaging the 501st, go and check them out at 501st.com. Yes. Uh, and uh, is there any information you'd like to give the listeners about where they can find you and your podcast? Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So um, uh, for if you want to follow me personally uh, on the socials, I'm at Tizod, T-I, and then four Zs, O-D. Um, make it real simple there. Um, but yeah, you can follow me there. But I am part of WSTR Galactic Public Access. And so it's just uh, the, the the sales pitch is we're like the NPR for Curissant Radio. So um, we we just uh, we're a couple friends that have gotten together and just like we're pretty topical, but um, we definitely like to take deep dives into different characters, uh, big themes in Star Wars. Um, and really recently, I've been really kind of, we've been all kind of trying to get more into the Star Wars community, you know, yeah. and having guests on. And I, I think that's been very rewarding and just kind of expanding that Star Wars community. And like you said, Rob, at the early part of the show, we're, we're doing our first live event. <laughs> Um, with Ro and Alex, uh, with, with the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast, and you're going to be there as well. Rob. I am, so, I am. So, yeah, we're super excited about doing that. It's a kind of our right. first little thing, and um, looking, looking very much forward to that. And uh, the 501st will be there as well. So, that'll be awesome. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, but you can find our podcast at WSTR Media, um, and we're on Twitter, Instagram, and facebook yes and so uh yeah that's where you can find us and uh, yeah we've been podcasting for uh we're going on three years yeah, so i was gonna we started, say i thought 2017 was when you guys had started yeah 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 so yeah. 20 
about yeah so we did right before rogue one came out so 2016 yeah. we oh, was yeah. our first episode but okay. then we kind of fully went in in 2017 so. nice well that was a good time to get into the podcast game for sure oh i, I my friend <laughs> we are bl- we are blessed yes. I, I think I, it's just you know what you could say what you want about the disney acquisition but mm-hmm. the fact that we are getting you know multiple movies and uh, as of this recording, we are literally one week away from Mandalorian. Yes. I am so stoked for this. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, that was the other thing. I was at um, a Celebration 3, and George George basically said, hey, I'm working on some scripts for a live-action, you know, TV show. Right. Kind of like a, you know, like at the time you're thinking, oh, it's kind of like a young Indiana Jones. That's what they're kind of toying with. Yep. And from that point on which was like 2005 to sure. now yeah we're finally getting to see some live action tv yes. and um i think it's it's coming at a wonderful time so yeah, yeah. uh any time to get into podcasting is great but yeah <laughs> it's been it's been a really fun ride um you know getting getting into this and you know really um you know there's like anything else in life, there's always good things and bad things. But with the internet and social media, the good is making the world a little bit smaller and get to talk to a gentleman like yourself, my friend. That well, I, uh, I feel the Star same Wars way. <laughs> that that wouldn't that wouldn't happen ten years ago. Yeah, that wouldn't happen ten years yep. ago. And I, so I, I think I think that. that's pretty pretty awesome and pretty powerful about not only the medium but also just kind of how star wars connects people yeah i completely agree i i've got a co-host that lives out in san diego i probably you know i certainly would have never met him in, in the everyday walk of life but uh, star wars brought the two of us together and we've had a lot of great times uh, as a result of that and yeah. looking forward to creating some new great times with you guys in chicago yeah, on november 17th yeah. so yeah i'm looking forward to yeah. that yeah it's going to be a good time. So uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to come on talk the 501st with us. Uh, certainly an organization that I want to make our listeners aware of. And uh, whether you engage them for an event or whether you just happen to see them in passing at a Comic-Con or uh, Star Wars Celebration, stop in and, and talk to them. And I think you'll realize very quickly that it is, uh, it's definitely a brotherhood and they definitely yeah. are a credit to the Star Wars community. Yes. Thank you so much. You bet. You have a wonderful evening. All right. Thanks. Are you interested in taking a trip to the planet of Batuu in the ultra-immersive world of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at either the Walt Disney World Resort or the Disneyland Resort? If so, the one thing that I can tell you from personal experience is that planning any Disney vacation can be completely overwhelming. That's why you need the expert planning services of Casey Lucas and Lucas Family Travel. Casey can help you to select the perfect resort, book your fast passes, your dining reservations, including those hard-to-get Oga's Cantina reservations, and even recommend the perfect time to visit based on the historical crowd levels. And the best part is that all of these services are completely free to you and included as part of your Disney vacation package. So visit lucasfamilytravel.com today to book your vacation package and enter the promo code JTA podcast in the comments to receive a free gift with your booking. Again, that's L-U-C-A-S familytravel.com to book your trip today. And as they say on Batu, may the spires keep you.
So thank you once again to our sponsor, Lucas Family Travel. Uh, very much appreciate them partnering with the podcast to help those of our listeners who are interested in going on a Disney vacation and specifically visiting the world of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, to help make that trip a little bit easier to plan and carry out. Uh, and certainly they will help alleviate some of the stress that goes with planning a Disney vacation. So uh, certainly a service well worth your time. And as I mentioned in that promo, uh, free to you as a guest at the Walt Disney World or Disneyland resorts. So uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and move on to the Holonet news for the week. And uh, the really the big things coming up this week, there's two primary items uh, to point out. The first is that uh, this week is going to be the long awaited launch of the Disney Plus streaming service. And uh, that's certainly going to be of interest for most of us uh, listeners to this or most of our listeners to this podcast because of the release of The Mandalorian. So uh, kind of in that vein, next week, our show is going to uh, feature a special guest from The Mandalorian itself, and that is uh, Mr. Dominic Pace, who is uh, an actor that has been uh, involved in in that craft for quite some time and finally got a chance to play a role in a Star Wars uh, series. And honestly, I think this is probably just as big a deal as being in a Star Wars film. I think that uh, with this being a series that they have spent $10 million on, uh, on over the course of the 10 episodes. So basically a million dollars an episode, uh, the, the production value and the content quality, uh, that I have seen so far in the trailers, uh, and heard about via any of the, uh, the folks that have had a chance to preview about 27, uh, minutes or so of that initial trailer episode, uh, has been, you know, very much in the vein of something along the lines of a rogue one or an original trilogy film. So very much looking forward to catching that when it comes out, that is going going to go live next Tuesday, uh, November 12th. So both the uh, Disney Plus service is going live on that day. The Mandalorian is going to be airing its first episode that day. And we are going to be releasing our episode with Dominic Pace and our interview with him on that date. So uh, certainly check it out. I'm going to be posting some photos on our Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Pinterest of Dominic and his character who is going uh, affectionately uh, I believe by the name Gecko uh, is the uh, the name that has been attributed to him out on IMDb Pro. Uh, so very much looking forward to checking his character out in uh, The Mandalorian in general. And then the other big piece of news that's coming out for those of you who are into the Star Wars video games, and I think that it's worth noting at this point that uh, a lot of the content that comes out in those video games is considered to be canon. Uh, we're going to have the ability to to actually take up a lightsaber as a Padawan of the Jedi Order uh, after the fall of the Jedi Order during Order 66 uh, by the name of Cal Kestis and his, uh, his droid sidekick BD-1 and uh, basically try to survive in that post-fall of the Jedi Order era uh, at the birth of the Galactic Empire and uh, evade the Inquisitors who we've done an episode on. So definitely go back and check that out if you uh, want to learn more about the Inquisitors. But I believe that particular uh, video game is going to feature an Inquisitor known as the Second Sister, and I believe Sixth Brother uh, is also going to be featured from what I've seen in some of the screenshots. Uh, so it's going to be very immersive. I know it features uh, some clips that you're going to interact with Saw Gerrera, who you know from uh, the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, as well as uh, the uh, Rogue One 
uh, movie that came out a few years ago. So if you're interested in that that era of Star Wars uh, and into the video games, I mean, even if you're not a huge gamer, I think it might be worth playing just to check out the storyline because I think it's going to be a very interesting look at what it was like to survive as a uh, a survivor of that Jedi purge. So uh, definitely go out and check that out. Uh, as I said, we're going to have an episode next week focused on Dominic Pace and our interview with him. You're going to want to check that out. Very interesting story in terms of how he got this role on The Mandalorian. And uh, he's definitely going to be looking to uh, get out there and, and hopefully get on the circuit doing uh, some of the conventions, the Star Wars conventions and the Comic-Cons that are out there. Uh, so certainly if you're planning on going to any of those and you're lucky enough to go to one where he is there in person, uh, he's just a stand-up guy and totally someone who uh, who would be worth your time to go and meet. So uh, check out Dominic both in our episode next week and in any upcoming uh, Comic-Cons or Star Wars conventions you may be going to, and uh, I think you'll find that well worth your time. Uh, we're trying to uh, get behind him to get him a Funko and maybe even an action figure. Uh, so watch us on Twitter for uh, you know any posts we've got out there where we're trying to push that forward as well with both Funko and Hasbro. So uh, with that being said, I do want to take a quick moment once again uh, to thank our listeners. Uh, certainly we've got uh, our international listeners that I've pointed out in the previous episodes. Uh, we've picked up some new listeners in France, which is pretty cool. And uh, we have our listeners down in Brazil as well, which is kind of a fun place to, uh, to have some listeners. And uh, one of them, Rafaela, who had been out there on Twitter and it could Contributed to one of our past episodes uh, is someone who we interact with out on Twitter fairly often and uh, just a general all-around good person. So uh, really enjoying that. If you want to contact us, you can reach us either uh, out on social media or via our email at jtapodcast at gmail.com. And on social media, be it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or Pinterest, you can get a hold of us at JTA Podcast. So with that being said, I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts uh, as we get closer to the release of The Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order. So drop us a line at any of those uh, spots that I mentioned earlier and let us know what you're most looking forward to. Uh, and with that being said, we are going to uh, sign off. Hopefully you guys have a wonderful week and may the force be with you. <laughs>